are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, man is created in the same image and likeness of God, capable of transmitting faith through words the same as God transmits faith through words. See, the problem is that people are always confessing what is. God doesn't see you as is. He sees you as potential. That's why His Word says all these good things about you. If you give, it'll be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God sees you being given to. God sees you as having your need met according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus if you're a giver. See, there's some things that activate that. They transmit images. Now, Numbers, the 13th chapter, is a very classic example of this. Here are the children of Israel. They were sent out to spy out the land. They sent 12 spies out. They came back, and 10 of them had a negative image. Now, what the 10 did, they said, we can't take the land. There's giants over there. Why, they got wall cities. And not only that, we were like grasshoppers in their sight, and so were we in our own eyes. Now, what had they done? They transmitted an image of fear to the children of Israel. Now, see, God didn't send them over there to find out if they could. He'd already told them they could. He said, I've already given you the land. They were to go over there and find out a strategy how they're going to do it and see that the land was good. Joshua and Caleb, the two spies, came back and they said, we're well able, let us go over at once. Well, they saw the same thing. But you see, God's Word had transmitted an image to them. Now, the ten spies looked the situation over in the light of natural circumstances. And I'll tell you the truth, if he's going to go by natural circumstances, certainly they couldn't take it. Well, there were giants over there. They told the truth. There were giants over there as far as the natural circumstances concerned. But you see, where they failed was to get God's image and let God's Word paint an image inside them. See, in detail, God had given them what would happen, that he'd drive them out. He'd drive out the Amorites, the Hittites, the Persians, and Jebusites, and the Demonites, and all them ites. But uh, you see, it didn't stick with them. Now, they said, we can't do it, but Joshua and Caleb said, we can. Now, there's something you need to realize, that all through life, those that say they can't, and those that say they can, are both right. Because, you see, their words are forerunners to the event that's going to happen. Those that say they can, and those that say they can't, they're both right. So the ten said they couldn't, and they didn't. Joshua and Caleb said we can, and they did. It was 40 years later, but they did it. See, they held to their confession for 40 years. Now, what happened? They let their words live on. See, they let their words live. What they said, they held fast to what they said for 40 years. Now, the other ten, they spoke death to the Word of God, actually blasphemed the Word of God. God said, you can. They said, we can't. Well, they might have felt like they couldn't. But you see, we're not to be moved. We're to walk by faith and not by sight. Caleb was 85 years old when they went over to the Promised Land. And he said to Joshua, said, give me the mountain with the giants on it. 
He said, I'm 85 years old or 85 years young, however you want to say it. But he said, I'm still well able to take it. And thank God he did. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but that excites me. And a man 85 years old said, I'll take them giants. Just send them on. You see, God's Word's a giant killer. He had God's Word for it. And not only that, he'd mix his faith with God's Word and he'd establish some things. For 40 years, he'd been able to develop himself and believe what he said had come to pass. Well, all the doubters died. They died out. Everybody from 20 years old upward died besides Joshua and Caleb. The doubters all died and then they went over and took the land. Well, God's Word lives on. And you transmit images, Psalms 106 and 21. Talking about the children of Israel, it says, They forget God, their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things in the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them, had not Moses, his chosen, stood before him in the breach and uh, turned away the wrath, he should have destroyed them. Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore, he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations and to scatter them in the lands. Now, what you realize is that it's a serious thing. When you start talking about, verse 32, they angered him also at the waters of strife so that it went ill with Moses for their sake because they provoked his spirit so that he spake unadvisably with his lips. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them. Now, they provoked God, they provoked Moses, and uh, Moses spoke unadvisably with his lips. Because of that, he didn't enter into the promised land. Now, it was the things that God said that they just simply ignored. They didn't allow the transmitting of that image into them. And they wouldn't do what God said to do. And I think that's where the church many times... Uh, We've missed it today. Now let's go over to Hebrews, the third chapter. And again, we have an account of the same situation in the New Testament. Verse 17, uh, Hebrews three seventeen. But said, To whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them who ascend, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? To whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief or because of disobedience. Actually, the word unbelief here is because of their disobedience. Now come into chapter 4. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Now you see, he's telling you here that the gospel was preached to them. God shared the message with them. But now listen to what happened. The word preached did not profit them, not being mixed in faith in them that heard it. They wouldn't mix any faith with it. Now, see, God has put life, spirit life. See, the words he speak is spirit life. But they wouldn't mix any faith with it. 
See, the word of promise was dormant. It was alive, but it was dormant or passive. It wasn't doing anything because they didn't act on it. In fact, they spoke against it. Their words killed the promise of God for as a concern. Now, see, it stopped it there. Your speaking against God's promise and God's word will stop it as far as you're concerned. See, you speak death to it. We're supposed to live by every word of God, not die by it. And when we learn that we can speak death to the devil's words, see, when the devil comes and brings doubt against you, why don't you just doubt your doubts? See, the problem is we've jumped on the bandwagon and started believing our doubts. Doubt your doubts. Turn around and doubt the devil. I mean, it's easier to doubt the devil than it is God. What scripture basis are you doubting God? <laughs> now, that all jerk slack out of you. What makes you think that God wouldn't do what he said he would do if you believe and do your part, see? Now, there's two parts to it. It's not going to happen just because he said it. But he says the word was preached, the gospel was preached to us as well as them. But it did not profit them. Why? Because they had an image of defeat. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. They had grasshopper vision. See, if you see yourself as a failure and talk as a failure, all of God's Word's not going to do you any good as long as you talk that way. See, you've got to change your conversation because your conversation, your speech, is the forerunner of the event that's going to happen. You can speak death to it. You can speak death to the devil's words, or you can speak death to God's word of promise. Now, that doesn't mean that it'll kill the promise. It just kills it as far as you're concerned. Now, let me give you, for instance, you take people that's been taught all their life, and many of you may have been raised in a church that taught the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, went out with the apostles, and now it's of the devil. <laughs> well, if you've been taught that all your life, you'd believe that, wouldn't you? And when you heard the truth at first, you thought that couldn't be true. But you see, when you check it out in the Word of God, you find that it was of God in the book of Acts. It was of God all through the New Testament, and thank God is still of God today. Well, you see, a person that didn't believe that it was formed today, it would be as though it was not formed, because they wouldn't possibly, never would enter into it. Same way with healing. See, there's the living Scripture. The Word is alive. The healing Scriptures are alive. It is a fact today. But a person that's been taught that it's not for today, he may go all through life and never obtain it. You know why? Because he didn't mix any faith with it. Oh, he might have read it in the Bible. Somebody said, oh, it's in the Bible. Yeah, but it's not my doctrine, so I don't believe it. Well, I see there's people that way. Now, you wouldn't think folks would do that, but they do. Well, as far as they're concerned, it's that way. And the promise is dead to them. But see, it's not dead to me. Not dead to you if you mix some faith with it. See, it is your faith in that Word that makes it alive to you individually. See, they can't kill it for you. They can kill it for them. But they can't kill it for you. The Word of God's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. See, if they talk against it with their two-edged sword, they can kill it as far as they're concerned. But they won't kill it as far as you're concerned. You can mix faith with it. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer this week is number 7506. It's a book offer. It's called Changing the Scene and Shaping the Unseen. 57-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. Here are some of the chapter titles. Looking at the Unseen. 
How do you look at the unseen? Well, you look at the unseen by seeing what the Word says. You find the promise in the Bible. It may be unseen in your life, but you have it in black and white in the Word of God. If you give, it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. But you may not see that abundance. You may not have abundance at that time. So what you have to do is look at the unseen. The unseen is what the Word of God promises. So it's important that we look at the unseen instead of what is seen. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a more exceeding eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, and the things that are not seen are eternal. God's Word is the eternal Word of God. It lives forever, but everything else will fade away. There is no permanent evil. There is no permanent lack. Thank God this book will help you. Changing the Scene, Shaping the Unseen. Offer number 7506, 57-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.